Please turn in your Bibles to John chapter 5. I am sorry we've taken so long in this chapter. We really need to move a little bit faster, but there was so much in here, and uh, I'm doing my best to get through it really quickly. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let's see how we go today. John chapter 5, um, we, we are looking at the witnesses concerning Jesus. There are five of them, and somebody was asking me last week at the end of the service, where, which ones are they again? So <laughs> I am going to begin by reading in verse 31, and as I go through to where we left off last week, which is in verse 40, I will list those witnesses for you. How's that? Okay, all right, let's begin in John chapter 5, verse 31. Jesus starts out by saying, If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true or literally not valid. Remember again that Deuteronomy 19.15 said that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, the matter shall be established. So we're going to receive not two, not three, but five witnesses. Okay, and so he goes on to say in verse 32, he said, There is another who bears witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is true. Now, uh, I said last week that this is God the Father, but I want to just um, tweak it a little bit. And it's not just God the Father. I believe this is the Holy Spirit as well. This is that inner witness. This is that, you know, little voice on the inside that says what you're hearing is right. The person in front of you is God. Okay, that is the Lord. That's, that's really what we need. See, as much as somebody might try to convince us, un until we are convinced on the inside, we're no never going to make a commitment. Can I get an amen on that? So, you know, that witness, that inner witness, that's really what we depend and rely on when we, when we are, quote-unquote, witnessing to someone or speaking to someone about the Lord, that He confirms that by saying to them in their heart, what you're hearing is right. This is true. Amen? And they have that sense of knowing. And that's the, you know, don't ever think it's your wonderful, you know, ability to speak and, you know, all your eloquence and all that's going to get people saved. Remember, he says, one, one plants, one waters, but God brings the increase. He's the one that saves. He's the one that brings people to that place of salvation. Amen? And that's the reason why, you know, don't ever be afraid to, to speak to, to people about the Lord uh, and don't get religious about it. Pausing for effect. <laughs> okay, because people freak out when they hear that. You know, they, they just get all religious in their brain because they see all these, these evangelists. See, I'm doing it again. I'm sorry. But, you know, they see all these evangelists and, and they see how they go and, you know, boldly say the word and all this sort of stuff. And they say, I, I can't do that stuff. You know, there are lots of different ways to evangelize. And I, it saddens me that only one has been prevalent. Only one has been, you know, I guess sort of advertised. And made everybody feel bad. If you're not doing that one thing, then you're not witnessing. If I, if I have some time, I might get onto this later on. But we'll talk about, you know, witnessing is different things. Depends on who you are. There were so many different ways people witnessed. And when we look at the, and again, I don't have time for this, but let me just quickly deal with this. When we look at the scriptural account we see that people witnessed in different ways. We see some boldly speaking. We see other ones talking to people, arguing with people. You know, the Apostle Paul did that. 
Pete was out there, you know, he was big mouth. You know? <laughs> he just he boldly spoke. This is the guy that ran just before, okay? Uh, boy, isn't the Holy Ghost good? Okay, but he's, you know, when the Holy Spirit came, came on him, suddenly he wasn't timid anymore. He was able to speak out. And then everybody says everybody should be like that. No, 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 the Apostle Paul really wasn't like that. He, he'd sort of go and talk to people. And he would argue with them, and not argue in the sense of they don't believe, but they want to know. And he said, sit down, let me talk to you. Then, you know, there was this lady called Dorcas. What a name. But anyway, you know, her way of witnessing was that she would cook and she would make clothes for people. She would do things for people. And that was her witness. So, you know, we can witness in so many different ways. You do it in the way that suits you and is comfortable to you. There are others, you know, remember that woman. Yeah, we're doing this, aren't we? Anyway, remember the woman at the well. What did she do? She, she, all she did was, this is called invitational witnessing. She just said, she went to the town and said, come and see a man who told me everything. She didn't say, let me witness to you. Sit down, let me talk to you about Jesus. <laughs> she didn't say that. She said, come see, come see. See, that's, that's invitational. That's like you just invite people, put them in your car and take them somewhere. And then you drop them off and say, here, get witness to. I ain't doing it. When you're finished, I'll take him back home. That's all I'm doing today. <laughs> you know? Isn't that wonderful? You took somebody somewhere. They got, you know, that's what happened to me. My cousin was that sort of a person. He put me in the car and took me there and I got saved. Then he brought me back. That was it. That's all he did. Are you all with me? Okay, back to this. All right, so we're talking about the in, that, that inward leading, the Holy Spirit. So that's witness number one. Uh, verse 33, <coughs> it says, you have, uh, you have sent to John, that is the Baptist. Remember again, they sent a delegation. All right, and he has borne witness to the truth. That's witness number two. So we have the, you know, the inner voice, okay, God, the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to pick. Witness number two. John the Baptist, all right? And he says, he goes on to say, sadly, yet I do, not, I do not receive testimony from men that I say these things that you may be saved. He's saying, listen, I am doing all of this to get you saved. You know, if I didn't care about you, I'd just walk off. And sadly, they didn't get that. They just want to stand there and argue. Verse 35, he was, talking about John the Baptist again, he was the burning and shining lamp, and you were willing for a time to rejoice in his light. Verse 36, here's the next witness, witness number three. He says, but I have a greater witness than John's for the works which the Father has given me to finish. The very works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. Amen? So we have the inner witness, we have John the Baptist, now we have the works. That's number three, okay? All right, moving on. Uh, verse 37, <laughs> a lot of notes to get past. He says, and the Father himself who sent me has testified of me, and you have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his form. Now, hearing the voice and seeing his form, there are so many different applications of this. Can I just say this? This was at, uh, I believe.